Greetings, everyone. Uh, it's your boy P, Parish P Dub. Uh, I know it's been a minute since I've done a podcast. It's been actually a couple of weeks. Uh, just a lot going on. You know how it is. Life is life. And so I've um, been a little relaxed in uh, doing a podcast. Plus, I told you all I didn't want to bombard you with doing one every week and all that stuff. And I don't want to necessarily have this uh, etched out timeline. I just want to kind of do one when I'm feeling the notion and do it. So I'm feeling a notion. So I'm going to do one today. So I don't know if you hear in the background. Uh, my alto baby mama is playing. Uh, A.K.A. Layla. Eulalia Hathaway. A.K.A. Layla Hathaway. Uh, A.K.A. Shatown baby. Uh, listen, uh, those of you who know me well know that Layla is definitely in my uh, top five faves. I can say that without without doubt or uh, any wavering. She's my top five favorite vocalist uh, for so many reasons. Uh, for one, it's kind of interesting. Uh, I first got wind of Layla back in 1990 after my first project, and it was kind of funny. Uh, now, I've all, you know, uh, you know, I've shared my story about uh, my vocal musings and who really inspired me vocally growing up. So at the time, I wasn't. Uh, uh, ironically, I wasn't a big Donny Hathaway fan then. I liked his music, but I wasn't deep into him. Let me change that. I wasn't deep into his music or his catalog like I am now. I mean, I'm all Donny now. But back then, I would, he wasn't one of the uh, my main influences vocally. But uh, I remember when Layla came on the scene. This is in 90. And so a friend of mine, I said, well, you know, that's Donny Hathaway's daughter. I said, okay, cool. And they said, well, you know, she can sing. I said, okay. You know, back then, it's kind of like, okay. Yeah, you know, you had... Uh, any legend whose uh, offspring came out with a project you wanted to support based on, you know, heritage and legacy, but you don't want to do, you know, put too much into it just in case you were disappointed. So I remember I bought this, uh, the, the cassette. Yes, the cassette people cassette. Keep in mind, I'm going to make reference to cassettes quite a bit in my podcast, but, um, you know, we, um, uh, uh, um, my roommate at the time had a, uh, double deck he had a huge huge sound system so double cassette deck and he had uh big speakers and woofers and all this stuff so in our room you know anything we played was going to get that full sound a wonderful sound so man i put that tape in and i was like oh my gosh and so by the time we got to uh i remember the song baby don't cry and angela winbush produced that song and so you know i was already at angela fanatic anyway Angela produced it and uh I was sold I said okay this girl can sing and so I didn't really listen to it a whole lot I have to admit I listened to it for about eh, roughly about a month and then I put it down and found other musical interests and at that time in vogue had my full attention they just did they had my full attention and so I was all about in vogue and Mariah had just come on the scene and I was into Mariah very heavily and of course Whitney you know, I'm your baby tonight uh, had come out at that point. So those were my top three picks as far as uh, constant music to listen to. So about six months later, uh, one of my doo-wop, my, actually my very first doo-wop partner at Clark, Clark College CAU, Ann Thomas, also hailing from the uh, wonderful city of Chicago, Illinois. Shout out to Ann Thomas. I love you, sister. Uh, she was in a uh, talent show. 
uh, some type of show and she was it might have been a fashion show actually anyway she needed a background support she was gonna do uh she wanted to do i'm coming back by layla hathaway so i was like okay so she pulled six of us together to do background support for her on that song and um of course it caused me to revisit the the, the tape and so at this point i listened to the tape from beginning to end and i was like oh this woman's dope 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 bet so we did the talent show talent show went off without a hitch uh, but I was stuck on Layla for a minute. So, uh, so around, that was what, 90. So about four, three or four years later, she had her second project. Didn't really pick it up. I'll admit I didn't pick it up. I regret it now because I love that thing now. I wish I, you know, been into it when it first came on the scene, but I wasn't. So the very next time I heard Layla was in 1999. I was living in Lithonia. And, uh, of course we had moved on to CDs by then. Ain't God good. <laughs> <laughs> we moved on the CDs and I had a CD player, of course. So I um, remembered a good friend of mine said, hey, you know, Joe Sample has a CD out and uh, Layla Hathaway's doing back uh, a lot of vocals on it. I said, really? He said, man, he said, I think you need to pick it up. He said, I think you'd like it. So I said, OK, well, I picked it up. Uh, for those of you who don't know, most of you probably do know it's called uh, The Song Lives On. Uh, Joe Sample featuring Layla Hathaway. If you have, if you've never heard it, get it. It is an absolute masterpiece. Uh, that CD is 22 years old and it's basically flawless. It's been flawless since the day I picked it up. And so uh, you could tell from that CD, Layla had definitely honed her craft. Uh, she had definitely perfected uh, her artistry. Uh, just so many. She did, uh, did a lot of covers. Uh, one of the two of the uh, two of the best songs on there. This whole thing is a masterpiece, like I said, Uh one one song, probably my favorite song on there is When the World Turns Blue. Oh, my God, it's so haunting of a song. She paints it. You know, uh, her tone is just so rich. It's so full of just giving you everything. And then uh, the other the other song, which is basically a tie with When the World Turns Blue, is uh, When Your Life Was Low. And more people are familiar with that song. That song is just so great. It's a great song. It's a, um, it, it kind of follows the Torch song piece. Uh, but it's a jazz vibe to it. And it's so, gosh, it's it's so beautiful. You know, Joe Sample, we know, is, you know, God rest his soul, was a uh, a musical genius. And he knew exactly who to bring in to bring his music to life. And he even said that Layla surpassed his expectations as an artist for what she contributed to that project. And so that piece was, uh, that was a lot, a great, great, great time uh, of music for me because I was rediscovering artistry. Or no, I shouldn't say rediscovering. I was really discovering artistry. At that point, the neo soul movement had just really uh, had maybe a year or two years in. And so you had Erica Badu, you had The Roots, you had Jill Scott coming on the scene. Uh, you had, uh, you know, Outkast was already up there with, you know, the rap piece and, you know, people that came along with them, you know, Dungeon Crew. So music was really taking some shape. Faith Evans was out by then. Mary was still hot. You know, you just had uh, a lot of great music. You know, uh, Bad Boy was on the scene doing their thing. Then you had um, um, Jermaine Dupri's label, So So Deaf. And so just had a lot of great music, man. But I was always seeking real artistry. I just was, man. I was I was looking for people I could kind of pattern myself after. Because at that point, I had more people in gospel I was patterning myself after than R&B. And it used to be the other way around. And, you know, uh, there was a time I had more people in R&B 
that I patterned after than gospel. But at that stage, uh, I was in the church a whole lot. So, of course, I was listening to gospel music a lot. I was directing choirs. And so I was listening to a lot of uh, gospel music to teach uh, teach to the you know the choirs I directed and you know I had a group at that point and we were uh, learning music so I was a gospel kid I had I was a literally a walking gospel music catalog so uh, for me to find R and B that was good or even jazz or whatever you know good good vocals I just followed so Layla became one of those uh, vocalists I just followed for a long time so. Then uh, about five years later, and I was still listening to uh, the song Lives On. I mean, I still listen to it now. That's how much of an impression it made on me. So um, she had a song called, uh, I'm sorry, a project that came out around 2004, I want to say, called, called Outrun the Sky. I didn't even know the project was out. I got wind of it about a year after it came out. And so I caught it. Of course, it was Layla. I was going to get it. Man, I promise you all, I fell in love with that project more so than the song Lives On. And uh, she had a couple of standout songs on there that really, really got me through uh, some great times, you know, uh, again, because of her artistry, man. You know, the thing about her, you know, uh, that I've always loved about Layla Hathaway is that she never she knows her limitations and she's not going to make a fool of herself trying to sound like she's this uh, this high, high soprano. She is a contralto. Yes, she has a tritone. Uh, vocal technique that she uses where she can harmonize and her vocal um, through her vocal cords that's a you know that's a gift in and of itself of course but um, the fact that she's able to do that uh, but again she doesn't even have to do that just her tone is so rich and so full and so uh, I love her her bottom register it's just like so crazy and then my friend Ann who I referenced uh, earlier she and I were talking one day. She said, well, you know, the thing is so crazy is that she is a low alto and her dad was a high tenor. So her tone matches his tone in a lot of music that she does. And she's done a few of his songs. You know, she's covered a few of her dad's songs. And it's true. She sounds a lot like her dad. Um, that tonality is so full and so rich. And I know she studied him as, you know, uh, to the letter, of course. But it's just amazing to have uh, artistry like that. And she literally has paid her dues. You know, I love the fact that she can get out there. I've seen Layla probably 10 times, something like that. Well, no, no, not quite 10. I'm maybe say seven times. I've seen her seven times. And so every time I've seen her, the consistency in what she does just blows me away because again, she isn't trying to be uh, this hot, hot, hot pop singer and all this stuff. She's not a dancer. You know, she's not going to she's a vocalist. She's an artist. And so she's going to stand flat foot. And that's what she's going to do most of the time when she's on stage. She's not going to do a whole lot of movement. She might find a groove to get into. Uh, but for the most part, she's going to stand there and caress that mic and caress that song and give you what you paid for. And then some. So, uh, again, I will say that uh, as far as singers, she's in my top five. y'all. Definitely in my top five. I had, um, you know, the last time I saw her was about three years ago. And unfortunately, the venue wasn't uh, really didn't do her justice, I should say. Uh, there was sound issues and just a lot of stuff going on at night. However, when they got it together, you know, she was Layla still. And I think it was um, I think it was just interesting because she gave gave us so much that night. And I remember the very first time I saw her live, she was with Mint Condition in concert. And the venue that they were at was uh, notorious for jacking up the sound because the sound in that 
um, it was this Atlanta Civic Center for those of you who know. And so the Civic Center was known for not having a good um, sound system or if it was, uh, you know, you would have to bring in your own people with their a lot of uh, equipment to make you sound good. And so that particular night, uh, that was like one of the best concerts I'd ever been to in my life. And that was in 2007, I want to say, or 2008. And again, that was my first time seeing her live. And I tell you, it was just phenomenal, you know, to see her doing her thing. And it just blessed me to see how, um, you know, an artist can get up there and do their thing. And that's exactly what she did. She got up and did her thing, you know, no, it, you know, when no smoke and mirrors, when no fluff, she's like, all right, I got these songs if you like them. And the beautiful thing was in that night, and I think that's another thing that told me, there was an audience full of musicians and singers. So we were all literally in the audience harmonizing with her on her songs. So we were all uh, major fans. So we were all harmonizing and, uh, doing all that kind of stuff. And it was so dope. You know, uh, my friends I went with, they were singers. And then uh, I knew quite a few people in the audience. And then, you know, just having that, it was magical. It was very, so, so magical. So again, to be able to um, witness uh, one of the best out there to do it, it's just uh, blows me away. And again, you know, she's uh, definitely a uh, major influence on me as a vocalist. I'll, I'll readily admit that she is uh just to witness her in person is just amazing. It just is, you know, and, and as a tenor, you know, she's a low alto and I'm a, I'm, eh, on a good day, I'm a first tenor. I, I'm my, my, honestly, my uh, comfort zone is second tenor. Well, I, I'll put it like this. Uh, depends on the, the vibe. Um, I can give you first tenor. I'll admit that. Yes, I'll admit I'll give you first tenor. Uh, but of course, my comfort zone is really second tenor. I, that's where I like the flow. And I don't feel pressured to do a whole lot of stuff. Uh, but again, her music just inspires me to push myself even more. And I think it's great. Um, so I love it because she is that type of singer that influences people to want to do more. And I love that. You know, I'm not saying I want to do exactly what she does. No. You know, I always say, find your voice. And that's something that I struggled with for a very long time as a singer was finding my voice. You know, I wanted to try to emulate my idols or my, you know, my heroes and my vocal heroes. You know, I'm not a runner. Not like that. Not like Layla. And, you know, Dar you know, I told you I love Daryl Coley. I'll be doing um, a podcast on him in a few days uh, commemorating uh, the anniversary of his death. Uh, I'm going to do that pretty soon. Uh, I have to honor him because he's definitely one of my heroes. Uh, but like I said, going back to Layla, uh, you know, she's definitely a singer singer. You know, she can run. She can do all this stuff. She has a tritone thing going on, uh, has a great ear. Her tone is everything. But again, that's because she found her own voice. And so uh, and that's just not just with vocals. I think that's a life, a life lesson for all of us. Just find your own voice, man. Find that thing that, that really gives you uh, a place of peace. That uh, you find joy in doing that, you know, makes you happy every time you think about doing it. You know, and that's that's for me. That's music, as you can tell by now. That's music. I mean, music just does it for me. Um, you know, it could be gospel one day. It could be R&B, a good disco number. It could be a good uh, R&B ballad. It could be, you know, uh, you know, a, a choral anthem. It could be just anything, you know, a, a good uh, hymn. I love a good hymn, y'all, by the way. Yeah, I love a good hymn. So it's just one of those things. You just have to find that place and that one thing that get, brings you joy, man. You know, and uh, 
that you don't have to apologize for. Honestly, I don't have to apologize for loving music the way I do, because I know by uh, the joy that I have for music, I want to share it with with everybody, as you can tell by now. I want to share, share that with everyone. And so, um, you know, being blessed and God allowing me to do that has blessed others. And so that really brings me joy. It does. So, so anyway, uh, I don't want to stay on this too long. Uh, but if you've never heard Layla, pick her up. Uh, so I will say my favorite projects overall. Uh, Outrun the Sky. Uh, the live project is everything. Good God Almighty. Oh, Lord, Lord. I saw her three times after that live project came out. And every time she just blew me away. That's another story. Um, next Outrun the Sky. Of course, um, the song lives on with Joe Sample. Uh, oh, what's the name of that joint? Uh, uh, that's where it all begins. That's a great project. People kind of slept on that. Where it all begins. I'm sorry. Where it all begins. Uh, that's the project uh, after Outrun the Sky. No, I'm sorry. That's the project before the live project. That came out in 2011, if I'm not mistaken. I'm not mistaken. 2011. Uh, great project. Gosh. Uh, but, oh, ironically, it was playing in the background uh, when your life was low. But again, uh, Layla's that chick, you all. She definitely is. And uh, again, I love her that much. And I love her artistry. And I support her totally. You know, uh, one of the greatest things and one of the greatest lessons I had to learn was with the artists I love. You know, sometimes and it's not saying this about Layla. I'm just saying in general, you know, sometimes the artists you love uh, may have uh, some personality issues. I'm just being real. And so it causes you to kind of uh, wane in your appreciation for the artist. So you have to learn how to find that balance. And uh, that's what I had to learn to do with some some artists is just, you know, love what they offer. Love what they, you know, appreciate what they offer. I mean, you got to be all on that chip and jocking them and all that stuff. But just, you know, uh, appreciate what they contributed to your life. What their artistry has contributed to your life. And that's what I've had, you know, been able to do with quite a few artists. I'm not saying anybody's ever jaded me. I'm just saying in general, that's the approach I try to take on the regular. Uh, and that keeps you from being too disappointed. Now, granted, it's not saying uh, things won't happen. But, you know, I just think it's uh, a little wiser for you. To not have to worry yourself and stress yourself out because somebody, you know, got on your nerves or somebody said something on social media and you've been buying their records for umpteen years and I'm not buying their record anymore and I'm throwing the CDs out the window on Expressway. And no, I don't want you to have to go through that. It's just that you have to learn how to uh, separate that thing. Now, if you have it where there, um, it's an equal balance across the board, that's wonderful. You don't have to worry yourself like that. But, you know, if case it does uh, take a turn, just keep in mind what their artistry has done. You know, in, in the gospel arena, we say appreciate what their ministry has done for your life. You know, so again, that's just my two cents. But listen, guys, I'm going to uh, end it here. It's been great. As always, uh, again, uh, took a couple of weeks to do this one, uh, but it was well worth the wait, I hope. I'm hoping. Again, if you have anything uh, you want to... Uh, contribute uh, as far as commentary or thoughts or concerns uh, feel free to hit me up on Facebook I'm on Facebook I'm, I am on Instagram um, and on Twitter I don't really get on Twitter that often so best way real honestly is get me on Facebook and Inst IG Instagram uh, and again I'm on Spotify 
uh, Parish P-Dub. I am on Spotify and all my uh, uh, public playlists are on there as well. So if you want to go and dig into my old playlist to see what I'm about musically and kind of get an idea of my tastes, you can go on there and uh, see I have about 60, roughly between 60 and 70 playlists. So, yeah, it's a lot, but you can get an idea of what I'm about. So at any rate, guys, have a great, 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 great day. Enjoy yourself. Be good to yourselves. And as Casey Kasem would say, be good to yourselves and good to one another. <laughs> Roswell Casey Kasem. All right, guys. Have a great one. Bye for now. Uh-huh. Till next time. <laughs>